Welcome to Axios Church Online. We're so excited you had joined us here on our online campus. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy this message. You know how to play. They, they come in practice. Give it up for this worship team. And if you know how to sing in practice, let's talk later because we need some more people on the worship team. Yeah. Okay, nobody. All right, cool. Awesome. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Amen. Listen, just want to echo some of the things that Pastor Ryan and Pastor Jess um, said. You know, we got our toy drive coming up. Um, listen, we, we have a reputation here in Lakeland now that we are a generous, generous church. So let's, let's make sure that we get these toys. Let's flood this place. Let's take a bunch of toys. This is for foster care kids that don't have much, and we want to be a blessing to them. So um, in, in that, let's, let's, let's gather these toys, bring them Sundays, and we're going to be a blessing. Along with that, our Thanksgiving meal um, our Thanksgiving meal outreach that we do every year. We're super excited. We partner with Eric Kanye Asada, and um, they, they tear it down. You know, we don't want to cook. They, they're the ones that know how to cook, okay? If, we, if, uh, if I was cooking, nobody would show up. I'm going to tell you right now, okay? Um, I made my son mac and cheese yesterday, and it wasn't even <laughs> that good, and it just went into the microwave, all right? So, um, so we, we're good. If you give me a good sandwich, I got you. I got you. I can make a sandwich, all right? We're starting a brand new series today. As we are, uh, we are in November, everyone. Anybody, everybody blink. We're in November, okay? Christmas is around the corner. And in this time of the year, there's, there's a couple things that happen. We, a little stress level goes up because we're trying to, like, buy. We're trying to do. We're trying to save. We're trying to do so many things. But there's an, also this stress level of this new year that is coming up in just a couple months and, and we all know about this new year. We all have our New Year's resolutions. We have these things that we are striving to go after in the new year. We're about to enter into 2024. 2024. And as we look into this new year, it's okay for us to start thinking about those things now. You understand just because a calendar year change doesn't mean that you change. <laughs> doesn't mean that things change. It just gives us this anticipation and this, this drive to try new things, to do new things, and to, to make resolutions where in, in May or, or June, you know, we, we try to make, but we don't, we don't hold up. So everybody has this newness of mind to try the new. And as I was studying and I was, I was thinking about November and what, God, what you want um, as we go into our, our Christmas season, into our word of the year season, um, you know, we have, you know, Christmas at Axios that is coming up in, in December. We have our um, Christmas at the movies that we're going to be doing this year as well. And, uh, but November, I feel like it's a, a vital moment in each and every one of our lives to think of things where we can change, or if I could say like this, to have a reboot of our system, a reboot of our system. See, I feel like I grew up in the best generation there was. Thank you. Yes, I think we're in the same generation, okay? Um, on my generation, we, we knew the old and we knew the new. It, it, was, it was this, uh, how about this? I remember, I still remember tapes. Like there was a tape player in the car and you had to, you know, put the tape in. And then when you were done, you had to 
rewind it and flip the tape. Anybody, anybody there with anybody there with me? I remember when they have was I remember when we transitioned to CDs. I mean, the CDs, what what kind of, you know, I, we thought it was the mark of the beast at that point. Y2K, anyone? I remember Y2K. I was at church because you know the the everything was about to go crazy, right? So we're at, you know, we're we're at church, we're having a Behelia. I think it's Behelia or Behelia. I don't know what that is, okay? We're having this 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 church service, and, and I, but I was terrified. I was terrified because everybody said the world is about to come to an end. All the computers were going to go crazy and everything. So I'm on the I'm in I'm under the pew at the church, and I'm just praying, Holy Mary, Buddha, all of them. All right, I, I don't know what it was, but I, I was scared. I remember that though. We were in that generation. Okay, how about this? I remember when we used to have VHSs. Remember VHSs? You know, now they're, like, somebody said that one of the people are collecting the Disney VHSs, and they're giving, like, thousands of dollars for a VHS. I remember that. I remember when we transitioned to Blu-ray. You remember that? We, we were fancy. I remember when we used to have only a home phone. You know a home phone? And I remember, I was, I was a little younger, but I remember my, my, my brothers and sisters, they, they used to talk to their boyfriends and everything, and they used to have the cord, you know? And they had the cord that was 18 feet long. But then this miraculous thing happened. It was called wireless. And then you go, and then you like take the phone around the, the house, you know? Anybody been there? And I remember when cell phones came out. You remember when cell phones came out? The Nokia brick? Come on, somebody. How about this? I remember life when TVs weren't so flat. TVs took 200 square feet of your house. <laughs> they were massive. And like you needed, especially if you move from town to town, you need a own moving truck just for the TV. That thing was massive. I remember whenever we had life without social media, I remember life be I remember life before computers. I mean everybody had computers, but when you got a computer in your house, bro, you are rich, bro. I remember when we got our first computer at the house, it was the worst computer. It was so slow, it was massive, but I thought I was rich. You know, I was going to AOL. Anybody know about AOL chat? AOL. It was slow. How about this? How about some of you? You're you're gonna be your age. You couldn't get on the phone because you had to go on the internet, right? How about the disc that you got free, uh, a thousand, uh, like a thousand minutes free of internet? Can I get an amen on that? I was a part of a good generation, but I also remember growing up in elementary school and in middle school, you actually had to take legitimate computer classes. Like you have to go to a class, there was computers everywhere, and they would teach you how to put your fingers here and put this there. And you know what I'm talking about? Now computer classes, like it's called a, lap, a laptop. It's called, a, it's, 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 everything's computer now. But back in the days, there used to be actual sit-down computer classes. Anybody remember Oregon Trail? Come on, bro. You don't know about that life. You know, I was the, I was the master. I was mining stuff around here, Okay. But I remember as we were learning computers growing up, 
there was different like hotkeys and different things you had to do to, to make sure the computer is doing different things. We, we did coding before coding was cool. And there was this one kind of key thing handy that came up when the computer was going crazy. It was called control, alt, delete. Control, alt, delete. It made your system reboot because it was going a little crazy. And I was thinking about this, you know, control, alt, delete. Control, alt, delete is a combination of, of keys, control, alt, delete, that users press to, to, at the same time to terminate an application and to reboot the operating system. And as I was thinking about this new year, God dropped this in my spirit. We need to control, alt, delete some things in our life. Control, especially going into the new year, especially striving to think of new things and, and new goals that we want in our lives. Before we do that, we need to reboot some things in our life because the system that we were operating in does not work in the new. See, God said he's doing a new thing in our life, but we can't, do, we can't operate in the new if we're holding back to the old. If your operating system is, has the wheel of death, you know what I'm talking about? When the application just keeps on uh, refreshing, refreshing, some of us are stuck in the wheel of death and we can't even reboot because we don't even know how to do it. See, God is calling us to control, to all delete some things in our life. And this is going to be hard. This is going to take word to reboot some systems. Because here's the thing, there's your alignment and then there's God's alignment. There's your alignment and God's alignment. Whenever you're in your alignment, things get a little, little wonky. You know what I'm talking about? But when you're aligned with God, yes, things might be going around in your life, but you feel a different peace in your life. You feel a different joy in your life because you are operating in the same system as the Lord. Whenever we throw some things in, we throw some viruses in our life, we throw some things in our life, it, it, it makes the system that God has called us to live by a little crazy. But I'm here to tell you today, it's time for us to reboot our systems, to control, alt, delete, because God wants to do something in your life fresh, and it's going to take work. I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you here that it's going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. For us to reboot some things in our life, it's going to be worth it. It's going to take work. It's going to take stretching in our life. But as we transition from the old to the new, let's have these tough conversations, not for only our lives, but to glorify our lives, to glorify his name. Let's have these tough conversations. The first thing I want to talk about is control. Control, alt, delete. Control, alt, delete. Let's talk about control. What are some things that we need to reboot that, that we have a little control over our lives? Number one, we need to control our tongue. If you want to live in the new and what God has to do, you got to control your tongue. A person that is not willing to control their tongue is a person not willing to be mature in their walk in Christ. I should have I done the, the nice one first, Judex. Right? Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who live by, those who live, love it will eat its fruit. Fruit. I can't speak today. I got a, a little bit of fruit here. And this is some of us that we've been operating in 2023. 
uh, with our tongue, um, and we eat its fruit. The fruit looks great, but the fruit is damaging your system. How about this? How about um, a little bit of fruit of corrupt talk? Talking bad about that coworker. Talking bad about that boss. Yeah, they, they hurt you, but guess what? You have control over your tongue. You're eating the fruit, the poison fruit. How about this? Judging, the fruit of judging. You feel like you're on a high horse and you're looking down on people instead of being at their level and showing them, Jesus, you're eating the fruit. How about this? Negative talk, not only to others, but about yourself. When God has called you to be a masterpiece, but all you see is a weird-looking Picasso. And you can't even be positive to others because you don't even know how to be positive to yourself. And we're eating that fruit. How about, how about this strife? Nobody wants to be around you because every time around you, there's drama. You got to control that tongue. How about, how about two more, two more. How about gossip? Woo! Nobody can trust your word because you're talking bad about the person that, that nobody can come to you to see Jesus because they know that they might, that, that conf, being confident, you know, they, you'll talk about gossip. How about anger? You can't be approached because nobody knows what's going to come out of your mouth. And, and we have these fruits that the, the Bible calls that we eat these fruits of, uh, that it all comes out of our mouth. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks. So reality, whatever's coming out is really what's infecting your heart. Controlling our tongue is not only about bad talking or attitude. It's about the, it's, it's a little deeper. I, I like to say it like this. A person said like this, and I, I love this saying. It says, some people, church, culture, whatever, some people hate cussing, like cussing, you know, bad words. Some people hate cussing, but they're okay with cursing. I truly believe we have put a generation that is so focused on the outward experience of the mouth, stop cussing, but we're okay with them cursing other people. Not only with your mouth, but with, with your actions. And in the church, we're okay, we, we want, don't say that. Don't let that come out of your mouth, but we're cursing on the inside, and it's just the same. We're okay with cussing, or we're not okay with cussing, but we're okay with cursing. We, 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 we use our voice to, to tear down the thing that God has called us to encourage because we let comparison, we let approval, we let lust, we let envy, we let greed creep in, and then what comes out hurts others, and you're cursing their future. Not only cursing their future, cursing yours. Take control over your tongue because it's the thing that's going to get you through your life with purpose and a future. How about this? Your mouth determines your reputation. Your mouth determines your reputation. We live in a culture where it's like, I don't care what people got to say about me. I'm going to do me. That's, I get that. But it's biblical that you have to have a good reputation. You, you don't believe me? Okay. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1 says, A good name 
is to be chosen rather than riches, and favor is better than silver and gold. If somebody can't come to you with a problem because they don't know what's going to come out and you can't control your mouth, you are not living unto Christ. I'm, I need you to hear these things because it's tough conversations to have because we need to do some things in 2024. We need to change some things in 2024. And it starts with our mouth. We can't impact environments that God has placed us in if we can't shut our mouth and have negative talk. Let's reboot and rethink the way we talk because it determines if we live in freedom or in bondage of the tongue. I choose to live in the fruit of grace, of positivity, of not negative gossip and cursing your future. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 3 says, whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. So here's the control. I think it was control, alt, delete. All right. Control, alt, delete. The control, the first thing we need to, to put a highlight to is our mouth because it determines who we are. What's another thing we need to control? Control our pressures. Our pressures. And they've been, been in, like, had pressure in their life. <laughs> See, pressure's not wrong, but if you don't know how to control it, it makes you become something you never wanted to be. We have to control our pressures because we're not going to live, because this is a fallen world and sin has came, came into it and we're sinful people, people, there's going to be pressures at times. And if we don't know how to handle pressures, it's going to take us out. Pressure is one of the most resentful things of God's grace. We are not wired to appreciate pressure, but we are wired to need pressure in our lives. Pressure builds our endurance. See, what happens when pressure comes? We choose to run away from pressure. But then when we're, pressure's off, we tend to be more lazy and without urgency in our life. Whenever pressure comes, you pray more. Whenever pressure's, you're fasting more. You're coming to church more. See, when pressure is not applied at times, we become a little lackadaisical. I don't need to come to church that day. I can read my Bible on my own. I, yes, that's all great. But, but when pressure comes, who, you, you, when pressure comes, people try to t- draw to community. Why? Because we need each other. Pressure. And let me say it like this. Pressure is a privilege. Pressure is a privilege. Pressure with the right outcome, can become a blessing. Pressure can do two things. It can implode us or it can make something beautiful. James chapter 1 verse 12 says, Blessed is a man who remains steadfast under trials. Other uh, translation says pressures. For when he stood the test, uh, the test, he will receive the crown of life, which um, God has promised to those who love him. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse um 17 and 18, I, I love this one. It says it like this. So we are not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside, God is making new life. Not a day goes 
by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the things coming good, uh, good times. The lavish celebrations prepared for us. Therefore, more here than meets the eye. The things we see now, here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see will last forever. Pressure with the right uh, outcome can become a beautiful thing. Gold, for it to be gold, it needs to have pressure. Gold outside of the pressure is not valuable. Let me say that again. Gold outside of the, without any pressure is just liquid, is dust, is whatever. But when all that is put together in a pressure moment, it becomes something beautiful. So let's look at our pressures a little different. Yeah, do they stink? Absolutely. I'm not here to say that it doesn't. But I'm here to say look at it another way. Reboot your thinking and reboot your mindset that I'm in the midst of the pressure, but it's not going to overtake me. I have a God that is near me. Pressures is a privilege. We control our pressures because there's grace on the other side. How about this, uh, this third one? We need to control our fears. Control our fears. Who's scared of the economy right now? Let's be real. Who's, who's scared of things that are happening in our, in our world right now? War, rumors of war. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Fear is an emotion, but fear is a liar. I need you to rethink this thing. Just because you're fearful doesn't mean that God's not working in your life. But he says he gives you the power over fear. There's people that when they feel fearful, they're like, oh, I, I might be straying away from God or I need, no, 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 no. Fear is a real emotion. See, when, when COVID was going all crazy a couple years ago, people in the church were like, hey, you shouldn't have, be fearful of this. But the reality is fear is real. Fear is real, but God is also real. Fear is real, but we have power over fear. And we need to control fear in our life. Fear disables our motion to move forward by settling with motion of backwards. Fear, it, it, it disables our motion to move forward and keeps us stuck where we are. Fear is real, but we have power over fear. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says it like this. For God gave us, for, for God gave us the spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. I love power. I love love. I hate self-control. See, that's where we have to read the whole verse. We're in this thing, oh, just love everyone. Yes. Oh, we have the power. You've seen revivals going all over. Power, 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 power. But power and love without self-control is pointless. It's pointless. We have the power over fear. The reason you live in fear is because you're listening to the lie of the enemy and not the truth of his word. Some of us are living in this, in this concept. I, I don't deserve God's love. I don't deserve. I'm not worthy of his love. That's a lie. 
And you can't walk in the true power that God has for your life because you're living in a fear that it's a lie and not the truth. We have control over fear. Our fear sets in. It keeps us in bondage when we're supposed to be free. See, the enemy, we've been talking about this on on Wednesdays. The enemy needs truth to do something that he can do. He uses half-truth for it to become a truth in your life. He, He needs something that seems true, and then he corrupts it, manipulates it for you to think it's true, but it's really a lie. That's how he uses, that's his tactic from the beginning. Garden, hey, uh, did, did God really say that you can eat from that fruit? It, it, made, it made you question God's authority. And he's been doing that. He's been doing that. He's got the same tactics, guys. And he puts fear in our life because he knows that fear can cripple our purpose. There's too many people that have been living in a fear of the past or fear of something that, that they can't control anymore, that they can't even move forward and they can't even be used by God because fear is crippling their purpose. I'm here to set you free today. We need to put a control, alt, delete, reboot some things in your life. Fear does not have you. God has you. And fear might be there but it doesn't, is not your destiny. Is not your destiny. There's hope on the other side of fear. God doesn't, is not upset with you that you have fearful moments, but he pours his grace in the midst of the fear. See, I want to do something real quick. I haven't done this in a while. I'm going to put a clip and I want you to, to see it because I could, I could talk about it all day, but uh, this is a, a clip of, Peter walking on water from the Chosen series. And I wanted you to see this because Peter is dealing with all three, all three controls that we're talking about today. His, his tongue, fear, and I forgot about the last one. Pressure in his life. Sorry. I'm preaching. I don't even know what I'm preaching on. <laughs> and I want to talk about this moment because I can preach on it, but there's something about seeing it and seeing the emotion behind it. So let's put our eyes to the screen, and then we're going to come back to this. John, keep throwing. What are you doing? Did anybody just see that? Over there. I don't see anything. What are we looking for? I... Go! 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 Did you learn 
learned nothing from today? If it is you, command me to come to you underwater. Simon, no! Are you out of your mind? If you are who you say you are, bid me to step out of this boat. You have the faith to walk on this water? Absolutely. You can do whatever you command. And if you command the world to hold me, I will walk on it. If I call you to me, you will step out in faith? Yes! Then why are you upset? Why are you chasing after Gentiles when your own people have problems right here? When your own person has problems? I've been right here in front of you, believing in you, but you're breaking up fights in the Decopolis? Then come to me, you, weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Please. 
Don't let me go, please. I'm sorry. Please. Don't let me go, please. I'm sorry. Please, don't let me go. Peace! Be still! There it is. It's my fault. God tells us to go on the waters. Fear creeps in. But do we understand that he's in the water with us? Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will uplift you with my righteous right hand. The right hand meant the hand of authority. See, Peter in this moment is dealing with the negative talk over his life, his family's life. He's like, you, you're, you're blessing other people, but what about me? You ever been there before? God, I've given you everything. I have done all I can. I've seen other people being blessed. What about me? You see that God, uh, Jesus asked him, do you have faith? He said, faith is not the issue. You're doing things that I don't think needs to be done. Peter never had less faith to walk on water because he knew that Jesus can do it. He had faith that Jesus can do it for him. He's like, God, I don't understand this thing. Have you been there before? Fear cripples us. Pressures come against us. The way we talk, the way we hear things, the way it, it, it just cripples our, and we got to control our tongue. We have to speak faith, not doubt. Control our pressures. Circumstances will be in test, but, but God is with us. Control our fears. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Why I wanted to show you that wasn't because of the walking on water, the miracle. It was the part after. Where he was starting to sink and Jesus reached down and grabbed him. But Peter's mindset changed when he, when he began to sink. 
Now it wasn't reliance on Peter. It had to be reliance on God. And you see that he's sobbing. God, don't leave me. Have you been there before? God, this thing is crazy out here. God, life is ridiculous. And all you got is you're embraced with the Lord. God, don't leave me. I'm here to tell you today. Faith is not the issue. It's our control. See, God was in control when he said to Peter, put your eyes on me. And he could do something impossible. But when Peter started controlling the situation, he started looking around, that's when he sunk. And don't you love Jesus? That even when we're sinking, there's still an escape. He doesn't, that's what I say, he doesn't, he doesn't downplay you because you're fearful. But he say you have power over fear. He doesn't, he doesn't like, take pressures away because he knows when that pressure, do you understand it was pressurous situation walking on this water? It's pressure. But God said what? Look at me. I'm the author and the finisher of your faith. Stop looking at things that are only temporary. Stop looking at things that are going to to cripple your purpose. I'm here to tell you today, it's time for us to hit the control button and reboot some things in our life. God wants to do something new, fresh, exciting in your life, but you have to give him the control. And when you give him the control, you're going to see things. You're going to walk on things that you're like, how the heck did I get here? It's because God's power. It's because God's might. It's his plan in your life and not yours. But wouldn't it stink if we can't control our mouth and we curse the very thing that God is trying to bless us with? What if we crumble under this pressure? What if we let fear sit in and it cripples us from walking into what God has called us to walk into? I'm here to tell you it's time for us to control these things because God wants to do something miraculous in your life. Let's all stand up. If we can get the prayer team ready. Let me turn on the lights a little bit. There's some people that came into this place with a lot of pressure, with a lot of fear. And I do not want you to leave this place without putting a reset button in your life, to reboot some things in your life. The worship team is going to come up here. And if you need prayer, we're going to just take a few minutes. We got our prayer partners here. Do not leave this place without hitting the control button. It's time to reboot. You've held on to this. The wheel is turning. You, you have tried to put things in your life. It hasn't worked. It's time for us to reboot some things, reboot some mindsets, reboot some hurts. It's you, some of you, the church has hurt you. I'm here to tell you that it's your job to control that thing. It's time for you to live outside of that into the freedom that God has called you to live in. People hurt people. God doesn't hurt you. It's time for us to reboot some things in our life.
It's time for us to do this thing. 2024 is just around the corner. You can start now. It's not about a calendar year. It's about what happens right now. And I'm here to tell some people, God is calling you out of the boat. God is calling you out of the boat, out of your comfort, and he wants you to reboot some things in your life today. And if that's you, as they start worshiping, I want you to step out of your boat. Your boat is your chair. Your boat is in your chair. People in the boat are telling you you are crazy. Just like the disciples were telling Peter. What are you doing? You don't deserve his love. You don't deserve this miracle. But I'm here to tell you what is holding you, what is holding you back from your miracle today is getting out of your boat. It's getting out of your boat, getting out of your comfort. And as the worship team is, is, is worshiping, I want you to get out, meet one of our prayer partners, and let's, let, let's, let's get this thing controlled today. Come on, let's do it. Come on, step out of your seat. Step out of your seat. Get out of your boat. Let's get some things happening today. Come on. If not, let's worship together. Let's worship together.
this water he has got you life might hit fear might come pressures might come we might say some dumb things but I'm here to tell you you have control because you have God on the water with you he is calling you out of these things and calling you into a different freedom so God, right now, I pray for each and every person that is here and on our live stream right now, Father God. I pray a new sense of freedom in their life, Father God. A freedom of walking on impossible things, Father God. A freedom of trusting you no matter what. A freedom of doing impossible things, getting out of things, rebooting some things in our life, God. We are not in control. You are, Father God. I pray for hope. I pray for peace. I pray for joy in these people's life right now, God. As as we lift you up in this place, Father God. As we lift you up in our lives, Father God. As we lift you up and give you all the glory, Father God. Today, we'll give you all the glory. Today, we give you all the honor. Well, today, we'll give you all the praise. It's in your name we pray. Amen. If you'd like to help partner with us to push this mission forward here in Lakeland, Florida, you can go to axioschurch.com and in the giving tab, you can give a one-time donation or a reoccurring gift. We are so thankful for all of you that have decided to join us this morning. We meet every Sunday and we can't wait to see you next time. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, turn on your post notifications, make sure you're tuned in to everything that Axios Church has to offer.